podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I am your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, um, it is Monday, and that means that we have joining us today, as we do every Monday, Jamie Steyer. Yes, hello, I'm here. I am, I'm ready to party, but I got pulled off because we're going to party really hard this weekend, so soon. Win or lose, beers will be drank. Yes. Excessive quantities of beer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, also joining us, Andy Mitz. Leave it to you, Philip, to mess up that quote. It's win or lose, we, we booze. Still booze. Come on. But yes, I, I am here. I wasn't well. trying to quote anything. I just, I was just, it was just more, it was a statement of fact. A statement of fact. A statement. <laughs> something yes. that we are going to reiterate on this pod at least one more time. A statement of fact. Oh boy. Is that where we want to start today, Philip? Uh, no, I want to start here. I want to start here. I want to actually start with Baylor because I want to get this out of the way. First off, I have been a card-carrying member of the Charlie Brewer fan club for a while now. Uh, he, of course, announcing on Sunday that he will uh, graduate transfer away from Waco to somewhere else where we do not know. Um, and I just want to say to to him, thank you for everything you've done. Uh, any Baylor fan who has a problem with Charlie Brewer leaving... Or anything negative to say about Charlie Brewer, who literally put his body on the line for a team that he didn't have to. He, he's given more to that team than a lot of people have. Dude, you can you can cram it. Brewer is made, he he has not lived up to what we saw early on, but I think that due to poor offensive line play and the fact that he is so beat to shit, he looks like meatball from Aquatine at this point. Um, or at least his insides do. Props to Charlie Brewer. I hope he finds a place uh, and lands it and uh, and can find a starting job. On the flip to side, to be honest, too, with with Charlie yeah. Brewer, like with how many fans were clamoring for someone else to start instead of Charlie Brewer, I'm surprised to see as many people on Twitter upset that he's leaving as as they were. Like this gives them a chance to see the other guys that they wanted to see next year. Oh, it's it's because it's it's you're asking people to think rationally. True. I don't think he should be the starter anymore. How dare he leaves our team? It's it is it's not really having a true and honest opinion of your own. It's just regurgitating college football bullshit jargon that you hear across national. Oh, let's see. I have to the, the don't pay players. Uh, they don't shouldn't they shouldn't get name, image, and likeness. Um, you should never transfer. If you do, you're just city or if you, whatever the just the checklist of of college football. Anti-player jargon has to be you just run down that whole thing. You need to be a good team player. Something else I'm going to get to in a minute. You know what? Screw it. <laughs> that leads me into Chuba Hubbard. We're just we're we are going in Do it. mind dump mode in this episode. This leads me to Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard has announced he's leaving early. Kind of thought this was going to happen. He's been hurt, and according to teammates of his, including Eamon Ogbongmiga and Tom Hutton, who've, who've talked on Twitter, Chuba's been hurt all season which explains why he has not looked like himself. But he continued to play despite that fact because this team had aspirations and he cared about this team. He has announced he is leaving early. And for any Oklahoma State quote-unquote fan who has a problem with that, eat it. Honestly. 
eat all of it because that kid could have left last year, came back this year, played hurt. I didn't even care about the played hurt part. He came back another season to play at Oklahoma State when he did not have to. If he wants to leave early, he should. Kids who have the opportunity and know they're going to go to the NFL and they're going to make money, they I don't have a problem with that. Like, go. Please go. Which leads me to my thing. I love the argument that I see from fans, and if you, if you could see us, air quote, fans. You know, this really isn't right what you're doing to the team and to your teammates. Let me just go ahead and say something for you real quick. Um, that's between him and his teammates. I promise you. His teammates, or the teammate of any player that leaves early, don't need you to stand up for them. Okay? They don't. I promise. They're fully capable of handling their relationship with their teammate on their own. They do not need you to come out and defend them, social media warrior. They don't need that. So go ahead and take that away, because that's not really what you care about. That's just the argument that you've latched yourself to to try and make yourself feel like the hero. You're not. Really, selfishly, you just don't want him to leave. And that's fine. Trust me, as a fan of a college football team, Oklahoma State specifically, it does stink that we aren't going to get to see Chuba anymore. It is stink that we haven't seen him in the last few days. But I'm someone who is proud of what he has done, and I'm excited to see him in the NFL and cheer him on then, whether that's this season or next season or whatever. So, for all of you people, Facebook, Twitter, whatever social media, OSU fans or not, if you're just a college football person who sees things goes, ah, uh, uh, I'm sorry that you can't just leave one thing to go to another. You can. You, you can professionally do that if you would like to do so. Um, bigger and better. Maybe you can't because you suck at what you do. Just just get over it. Like, stop. Okay. Uh, I'm pumped for Chuba. Congrats to him. Congrats to Charlie Brewer for transferring. Congrats to every player who is done early, who's done with their college career and is getting prepared to go to the NFL or go into the draft. Props to all of you. Good luck. I hope it works out. I hope that you have long and successful careers. Um, I hope that you, you are able to make generational wealth for your family. That is an awesome thing to do. And thank you for every drop of blood and sweat and tears that you gave for our college teams, for the Big 12, for my team, for Oklahoma State, for whatever team you played for. Thank you very much. Tangent over. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, I've been around a lot of college athletes. I've been around a lot of teams, and I just always think it's rich when people assume they really have any idea what goes on behind closed doors. Um, it's like you said, you can't make assumptions. You can't, you know, be defending people. You can't defend the team. You know, nothing like that. Like if they want to come out and say something, fine. But otherwise, you you have no way of knowing what happens behind those doors and so I mean I'm sure that uh, my assumption would be that his teammates would be pretty excited for him maybe there's some disappointment but again that's between them and yeah I'm just I'm like well sick of seeing people that don't know what they're talking about just spout off I've tweeted about it a couple times like just to quit giving those people attention because it's it's I mean that's just what people enjoy doing on social media and I learned several years ago just to stop even paying them any mind and I've been a lot happier since (laughs) (laughs) so so let me first start by saying I think whispering Philip is a character that needs to be recurring on this show because it's absolutely (laughs) fantastic but back to the whole to the whole Chuba thing like 
Chuba specifically, you know, he probably hurt his draft stock coming back this year to play for Oklahoma State. He mm-hmm. probably was going to go mid-second round, early third round at the latest last year. And now with the way that he played this year and everything else kind of going on, and honestly, some of the other guys that are coming out, I wouldn't be surprised if he dropped to the end of the third round. Like, just because of everything happening there. So he gave up quite a bit already to come back and try to fight for a Big 12 title this year. You know, Oklahoma State had all kinds of issues all over the place that were not Chuba Hubbard. And any problems that Chuba Hubbard had were probably related to that offensive line. And so really, like, to go after him for deciding to go ahead and pursue his NFL dream at this point is completely Bush League. The the other thing, like, this goes into what I talk about on my podcast about basketball all the time is you never know. You don't have anywhere near enough information to know when a, a college player should go professional because they have a lot more options about when they can do it there. You don't know. You don't know what's in his best interest. You don't know what his situation is at the school. You have no idea what goes into that calculus for deciding when to go pro. And for you to have any kind of judgment, you know, about when a player should go professional is absolutely asinine. You have no say in the matter. You can say whatever you want because it's a free country. You can say it, but that doesn't mean we can't call you stupid. And anybody who thinks that they know better about when a player should go pro is an idiot. And I'll add one last point on the subject, too. Uh, the other thing that bugs me is people talking like it actually affects them in any way. Sorry. <laughs> like, you can be a fan. That's great. Like, you can be a fan that's really invested. But frankly, you have no actual connection. People, oh, well, I, I donate. I buy tickets. At any point, you can stop doing that. And that's your right to do so if it really bugs you that much. But you're paying that money for entertainment. You're not paying that money to the players. The players owe you nothing. Coaching staff owes you nothing. Like, I'm sorry. I've been, they owe their best, but it is what it is. Like, they don't owe you to respond to your stupid tweets. Like, (laughs) I just, I've been extremely involved in teams. I've got family on teams and even I don't think they owe me anything so I'm just sick of people being so entitled to think that anyone cares about their opinion we got Jamie riled up that is only a good sign for the rest of the show exactly uh, okay we had two I games canceled to get on that box. Oh, no. please anytime Jamie anytime you want to reach down pull it out throw it out there um <laughs> Obviously, we had two Big 12 games canceled this past week in Oklahoma, West Virginia, due to COVID cases uh, at West Virginia, Texas at Kansas due to COVID cases with Texas. We've got two games, and I know we're supposed to like recap the games, but I don't really know what to take away from either Oklahoma State's blowout win of Baylor or TCU's blowout win of Louisiana Tech. I will say this. Um, from the OSU-Baylor side, Baylor probably shouldn't have had any business playing that game. Like, I'm glad they had senior day. I'm glad they got to have one last game with Charlie Brewer. Like, that's nice. Um, you could tell. I think they had 47 players and personnel out of that game because of COVID. Watching that game. I mean, and, and Oklahoma tell. State had Oklahoma State has had, I mean, obviously, no Chuba Hubbard or Tylen Wallace. Your offensive line has gone through everything it's gone through. You had multiple defensive players that didn't play, and they still dominated. Like, you watched that game and went, look, I can say two things. Oklahoma State played well, and Baylor probably shouldn't have played that game at all. Um, as for TCU and Louisiana Tech. So let me say this real quick. Obviously, we had an episode earlier uh, that we said we had to talk about Gary. 
TCU has finished the regular season six and four after a dismal start to the year for them to rebound this way is really impressive. Full credit to the players, to Gary. There's no doubt that Gary is a good college football coach still. It doesn't necessarily change my mind that I don't know how much to read into beating an Oklahoma State team that, I mean, I still don't know how good they are, uh, and blowing out Louisiana Tech. Um, like, I, I don't want to take away from what TCU has accomplished down the stretch here. I don't. I, that's not fair. Uh, finishing the season... Five and one is really impressive. It is. You beat Baylor, Texas Tech, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Louisiana Tech, and you lost to West Virginia. They are TCU is obviously not one of the worst teams in in the conference. They were middle of the pack. That's great. I still don't know what to take away for TCU. I don't I don't know how to look at this season and go. Progress is being made. Circle twenty twenty one. It's going to be a big year. It's don't. Um, but as I said, nice end of the year for them. Congrats to Gary. If I need to eat some crow, send it my way. I've got some, uh, I got a coffee rug. Feel real good. Just take it. <laughs> yeah. Coffee rug from Lazy Fair. Grill it. Be delicious. Um, that I can use on it. That just sounds pretty good right now. Um, I'll be That's intrigued to see there. where, thank you. I'll be intrigued to see where TCU <laughs> ends up in a bowl game. If they play a bowl game, we'll talk about bowl games later. But props to TCU. Congrats to Oklahoma State on getting a win there. Baylor, I, I think at this point you're just glad for the season to be over. Um, anybody else have any thoughts on this weekend? I just I don't know. I don't really know what to take away from either thing. Yeah, I but, mean, I would just say what I take away from it is that you get to the end of the regular season and things are still just kind of in flux all the time. You know, you have a couple of games that you're excited to see that you're interested to see and they get canceled. And that just kind of is the way of the season. And I mean, the big 12 really didn't do a terrible job. Um, we're fortunate enough to play a, an extremely high percentage of their games. Um, but it just, it really, it is what it is. And it's just a reminder that things aren't normal. Things aren't, you know, easy things that this isn't a normal season and obviously no one's really under that impression but I mean football's about to be over again and you know I think I think it's just cool that we got to see really anything at all yeah I mean if you think about it the big 12 only had two games that were not able to be played in their conference schedule because of COVID which means that for the vast majority of these teams they did a really good job of you know keeping outbreaks under control doing whatever they had to to make sure that if they were out one week, you know, that they were able to come back the next week. So, that you know, kudos to all of these teams for doing what they can in the middle of a pandemic to try to control that pandemic enough to allow them to go ahead and keep playing. But can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. You said something about me freezing, and I was wondering if I was still here or not. But – um, these two teams that actually won this weekend in Oklahoma State and TCU, the one thing I will say about these teams is that they won by leaning on their strengths and we didn't really get a good opportunity to evaluate the weaknesses they've shown us all year long. So I don't know that anything from these games actually change what we can say about them or our thoughts about them, including Gary Patterson. Because, yeah, the, the offense was doing enough against an overmatched Louisiana Tech team that you weren't really sure if they figured out what to do on offense. Um, you know, and and so, like, it's one of those things you can't really learn too much from this last weekend specifically. Um, the, only, the only other thought I had from here is that 
the dream is still alive that uh, Kansas can still beat Texas and get Tom Herman fired because Tom Herman, it does not sound like he's going to get fired, which will probably lead us into our next topic here. But um, Kansas still has the opportunity to beat him, to go ahead and send him packing. So, um, you know, Texas, Texas not finding a way to get COVID uh, under control enough for this game to happen. I, I, I tweeted this out. It's like, you can't get fired for losing to Kansas if you don't play Kansas. So, big brain. Um, yes, big okay. brain. I will have it. I will have it. I'll say this real quick. For Baylor and Oklahoma State, I know for Baylor, Jacob Zeno didn't play much at the end of the game, and you're probably playing against backups for the most part for Oklahoma State. But Zeno looked pretty good. And if you're Baylor, you kind of look at Zeno, you look at how he performed. I know it's a small sample size against backup defenders, but you got to feel a little bit good about that potential going into next season if Zeno is the guy, and I think he probably will be and probably should be. For Oklahoma State... Maybe you get LD Brown back next season. You know, he'll get a bonus year because of everything. Chuba's gone. Uh, DeAndre Glass is in the transfer portal. You've got Desmond Jackson. But you got true freshman Dominic Richardson, who was the guy that had been committed to TCU and they got too many players and whatever happened. Don't entirely know the whole story. Anyways, Dominic Richardson ended up at Oklahoma State, true freshman, 23 carries, 169 yards, and three touchdowns. If you're Oklahoma State fans, you're looking to next year and you're looking for some bright light, something to get excited about, I think the run game might be okay with him. So, Two positive takeaways for both teams in that game. Um, that's about it. Okay, so let's 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 hop into let's hop into our statement of fact. Statement of fact. Chris Del Conte released a statement uh, regarding Tom Herman this weekend, and there's only one portion of this that you need to know. "Quote: I want to reiterate that Tom Herman is our coach." End quote. That's it. It's literally like everything else is just is just generic PR AD speak. It is the only point that Tom Herman is specifically named. It's the only point that the word coach. It's the second time your word coach is used, but I mean, like, it is the most. I have nothing to say about Tom Herman except for the fact that he is going to be paid to coach the Texas Longhorn football program, and that's it. Not paid to not coach, like some schools, Auburn, um, Arizona. But he's still the coach. So so there you have it. Tom Herman will be the head coach of the Texas Longhorns. Well, let me phrase it. Tom Herman is the head coach of the Texas Longhorns. I don't want to project or predict anything down the line. My guess is he's the head coach next season. But for now, the statement is accurate. Tom Herman is the coach of the Texas Longhorns. Uh, I I don't know. I, 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 as we've said before, Texas has screwed this whole thing up drastically. They look ridiculous. Uh, Tom Herman's just got to be like, this sucks. This sucks so hard. I don't know what else to say about it other than, like, congrats. I, 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 no one is a winner in that situation. Nobody. No. Nobody is a winner. Sorry. Nobody is a winner. And, and the only one anybody will be is if Tom Herman and his Mike Yersich and Chris Ash are back next season. COVID is not a problem. You get a regular off season, and someone named Sam, not named Sam Ellinger, is your starting quarterback and is better than Sam Ellinger. Because otherwise, preseason number two, regular season finish third or fourth, feels about right. That sounds about Texas at this point. Well, and and for 
For Texas, I don't even know that the QB is the most important position for them to take the next step. It can't go any down, but it, it doesn't necessarily, like, that position getting better isn't going to lead them to more wins. It's about the defense being more consistent. It's about the running game being more, like, it's about other things happening on the field to allow them to take the next step um, more, like, than the QB getting any better. Because I don't know that Sam Elliott could have done much better than he actually did, uh, you know, in these last three or four seasons. And they didn't really do much. And, you know, a lot of that, I think, has to do with just with everything surrounding him, whether it's players or coaches or, you know, offensive or defensive schemes. Like, there was so much that was not the quarterback that was the problem there. And so, yes, you can't have QB play get worse. But I don't know that it needs to really get better for them to actually be any better. It has a lot more to do about everything else surrounding him. Yeah, I mean, really, I don't know. There, there's changes that would need to be made that theoretically could be made while he's still their head coach. Do I think they will be? Eh, I don't know. Tough place to recruit when you basically have to turn everything around. And no, tough place to recruit is in like tough spot for him where it doesn't feel like he is like exactly has a vote of confidence. You know, statement of fact isn't exactly what I would call a vote of confidence. So. We'll put it that way, but it, it it was not the death knell that is a vote of confidence, but it also doesn't <laughs> sound any better. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And so it's just I don't know. I don't know that there's the capacity to turn things around dramatically, and that's what would need to happen. So I don't know that we're in a very different spot next year, except for maybe there's an easier uh, head coaching search for Texas. The statement was so vague that Horns 24-7 actually asked Chris Del Conte if what he was saying meant that Herman would be the coach in 2021. And Del Conte said, that's accurate. Tom Herman is our coach moving forward into next season. Into next season. <laughs> like, and the next season? Anyone's in, guess. I mean, Technically, right after the the national championship, it's the end of that season, and the next season has "quote unquote" started because you're doing all of the off-season stuff to get into it. So, so here, as long as they fire him, new. right? As long as they fire him the day after the national championship, then what he said is absolutely true. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. You know who could use a cup of coffee? Tom Herman. Tom Herman could use a cup of coffee. Uh, mostly just to hide the high quantities of booze that he probably would be putting into it to deal with the fact that his AD just, that's the least convincing statement effect. Or it's just, it is, is what it is. This is a bad transition. I don't care. Lazy Fair Coffee. L-A-Z-Y-F-A-I-R Coffee. Uh, go check them out. Very happy to have them as a sponsor this season. Uh, use the promo code 1012 when you get there. Get 10% off your order of, hey, that coffee rub that I mentioned, that is really stinking good. It's good on pork. It's good on steak. It's good on crow if you have to eat some this college football season. Uh, it's delicious on all of those meats, uh, grilled, uh, smoked, whatever you want to do. But they're known for their coffee. Five fantastic flavors. A few bags that I bought myself for friends and family for the holiday season. So if you have someone on your shopping list who is a big coffee fan, a coffee snob, if you want to lean into that one, lazyfaircoffee.com. L-A-Z-Y-F-A-I-R coffee. Great stuff. Really good deal. Don't forget, if you live in the DFW area, free shipping. So 10% off plus free shipping. Look, it's the holidays. We got a lot of people to buy for. Anytime you can get a really good gift at a really good price, 
you should do it. So lazyfaircoffee.com, grab a couple bags, some for friends and family, some for yourself, for drinking a really good cup of coffee this weekend. Sometimes transitions are smooth. Sometimes they're they're just like crawling naked across sandpaper. Or sometimes you waste the transition really early in the episode before you actually want to go to an ad read and then have to shoehorn it in later. So, you know, things just present themselves sometimes and I'm not just going to like let them let them lay there. You know, that would just be wasteful. I'm not a guy to waste opportunity. So that's that's not a good thing. It's not. It's not. Um, so interesting tweet came out today. Uh, from Ralph Rousseau of the uh, Associated Press, who put, uh, puts together the uh, AP Top 25 every week, uh, regarding the Big 12's title game, which will, of course, be this coming weekend. From the Big 12, if either Oklahoma or Iowa State cannot play in the championship game, a replacement team will be selected using the standings and tiebreakers. Texas is next in line to play if the Cyclones or Sooners cannot go. Now, up to this point, Oklahoma has been... Fine, they are not the reason that the Oklahoma-West Virginia game was canceled. Uh, Iowa State has been fine. They were off this week anyways. Now, Texas was the reason that Texas-Kansas did not get played. We have no updates as far as their coronavirus numbers at this point. Uh, it, Texas would be basically on deck. They are on call. Uh, and behind them, I believe, would be Oklahoma State based off final standings. I'm just going to – I'm kind of stealing this joke from Parker because he, he, uh, he texted me Rousseau's tweet. It was basically like, wouldn't it just be the most Iowa State thing ever for, for them to get to this point and then something to happen and then not get to play in this game? And Jamie, I don't I don't want to even like put that bug in your brain. Like I don't want to earworm that into there. But I do want to know, like, Iowa State's done a pretty good job handling coronavirus up to this point. They're one of the big twelve schools that, that has done a solid job. I don't I don't see any reason to believe that now the team would lose focus go and party hardy before the game and thus put themselves in a bad situation. I mean, you want to say pretty good. They're the only team I believe that hasn't had anything canceled because up until this week, West Virginia was, I think the only other school that hadn't had like any kind of outbreak. No, um, OSU has not. Both of their delays have been on the opposing team. Um, okay. They had to push Tulsa game back a week because of Tulsa and the Baylor game got pushed back to here because well, as far as as far as I'm concerned, it should already be Iowa State, Oklahoma State, the championship, because that's what really matters is the lack of COVID outbreaks. So, you know, <laughs> put me on the books for that one. Uh, but no, I they're they're a super focused group. They've been following protocols, especially considering the fact that Ames was kind of a cesspool. Like Iowa has been not good. Like in general, people don't like to visit Iowa. This year, absolutely, like, stay away. If I didn't live here, I wouldn't be here. But, uh, yeah, so the fact that they've avoided it to this point, and, I mean, it's not like they were, you know, going home to hang out for Thanksgiving, stuff like that. Uh, I think, I I mean, it. I don't really want to say anything more because I feel like I'm going to jinx it, but they've done a good job so far. I, I honestly, I thought you were going to say you didn't want to say anything more because I could see Philip making a mental note to mark that so he can cut that clip out and put it out on Twitter so that I always say fans can be mad at someone else on the podcast instead of me and him. So I'm just going to use the I, I wouldn't I live here if that. I didn't have to. No, I wouldn't be an Iowa <laughs> no, no. if I didn't live here. I was thinking Fair the enough. Ames is a cesspool comment is what you are going to uh, clip there. So that was 
That was probably not the oh, smart yeah. thing for you to say. Take out the context by all means. <laughs> so we're gonna do James we're gonna do new intros where I'm just gonna use uh, small clip of things that we say. And James yeah, is gonna it's be gonna be most famous people: Tom Manning, Jamie Steyer. <laughs> oh yes. no, that would be so bad. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, so my my guess is that the teams I predicted to be in the Big Twelve title game for the last month or so. Uh, that are now set to be in the Big 12 title game are going to be the two teams that play in the Big 12 title game. I, look, you basically both had an extra week off. I, I, With what you have in front of you for both Oklahoma and Iowa State, I can't see either team being like, yeah, let's go, let's go screw around and not worry about the fact that COVID still exists and is a real thing and is here. Uh, let's go party and we'll just, we'll be fine. Like my guess is both, Coaching staffs, both teams are taking it very seriously, knowing the importance of being able to play come Saturday. So, I, I it's nice to know the, you know, <laughs> wouldn't that just be the most backdoor thing for Texas? Be like, yeah, Tom Harmon's still our coach. Well, you get to go to the baseball title game now. Well, shit, fine. All right, I guess we'll go if we have to. Tom, can we just can you? Please, can we do that? Let's do that. <laughs> just, Look, I would, I would only enjoy that if it was Oklahoma that wasn't able to make it because I could not stand an Oklahoma Texas Big Twelve title game. No, nobody wants that. Again, that's nah, not true. I'm sorry. We're a Big Twelve podcast. We're here for all nine teams in the Big Twelve conference. Just kidding. Okay. I, I the say average nine, Big oh. Twelve fan does not want that. Here we go. Uh, nine teams. <laughs> it is going to stay. I was 10 wondering teams. when that was coming. It is going to stay ten teams. As long as one thing doesn't happen. Now, I have brought multiple Texas Tech people onto this show before. I have a lot of people that I like that are Texas Tech fans or the people who cover Texas Tech that are great. I think that for the most part, the fan base is, is pretty solid. The whole nasty tortilla thing is whatever. It's college football. And you live in the middle of nowhere, West Texas. I mean, whatever. Um, but the, 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 the powers behind the scene the boosters or whoever it is that feels like it's a good idea to try and uh, help with the uh, image cleansing of art tall glass of human feces Bryles to try and get him as the head coach at Lubbock. Let me just say this. I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think the Texas Tech athletic director, especially in light of everything that's gone down with the women's basketball team this offseason, is going to be like, you know what we should do? We should hire that guy. That's a good idea. That's a thing that would be smart to do, is hire Art freaking Bryles. Like, look, it's one thing when Liberty does it, okay? Because <laughs> we all know what Liberty <laughs> is. And yes, I've seen the tweets of he, if, if Hugh Freeze is, uh, leaves Auburn, uh, that, uh, that he would be a serious consideration. Now, I do think a lot of this is Art Bryles got an agent who's doing his job okay uh well well but but the other thing too the other thing too with liberty though is you have to remember who their athletic director is it's former baylor athletic director yeah exactly i mean that's like that is the perfect liberty type thing to do to go from probably the the one coach who most people would think is the least you know ideals of the school (laughs) you know type of coach in hugh freeze to the only guy that probably is worse in Art Bryles right now. So, um, yeah, that'll be so much fun when we get to talk about that. Too bad 
you know, we're not a Liberty pod because that would be a lot of fun to make fun of them for that. Instead, we no just make fun of them. Pod. Well, true, but I should say, Anytime. too bad we're not a pod that can regularly make fun of Liberty. Although, I guess there's nothing really to stop we us do. from doing that, is no, there? No, you misunderstand. I mean, that's what Any opportunity right to, to rag on Liberty, we take and we run with it aggressively because, I mean, and I love when people try to defend Liberty to us on Twitter. And I'm just like, okay, man, cool. There's good people there. Yep. Yeah, there's about three. Cool. <laughs> So my point on this is like, look, I, I, I'm not going to come after Texas Tech. I kind of did it in a tweet, and I shouldn't have. I got a little bit over my skis. I've been make look. I've been very t- uh, no excuses aside. I got to do a better job, not just be like overreacting to things. I don't think Texas Tech would hire Art Bryles. I think the fact that there are people who are fans of Texas Tech who think this is a good idea and that this is something that we have to talk about because it's been a message board material for two weeks now and a report was paid for essentially by a Texas Tech booster to help try and make eyebrows look good is some shitty stuff. So let me just be clear, Texas Tech. We are the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. But if someone were to go and hire Art Browse as their head coach, we would be the 10-12, the podcast that covers all nine teams that matter in the Big 12 Conference. And if I was the Big 12 itself, I would go, if you hire Art Browse, you will no longer be part of the Big 12. So, end of rant on that one. Uh, let's move on to something else. Do we think we're going to have bowl games this year? Like, I know that there are going to be bowl games. We're going to have bowl games uh, the Frisco Bowl against SMU and UTSA is literally this coming weekend. SMU of so the weird. American. Oh, I know. There's going to be a bowl game the same day that all the conference championships are being played, which is okay. It is The bowl game is, is going to get like zero TV audience, basically, I mean, which is the entire yeah. point of the bowl games. <laughs> Actually, it's it's people to buy tickets more than anything else. But, well, but yeah, this year it's the only point. Yes. Right, right. Um, Brett McMurphy – of stadiums, the guy to keep uh, to, to set your notifications for. He's been announcing the uh, the bowl matchups thus far. We've got a bunch of of G five Montgomery with Memphis and FAU, um, Hawaii and Houston in the New Mexico Bowl. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, my guess is we won't hear any Big Twelve bowl officials announcements until after the Big Twelve title game. Even though I don't think that's necessary because I don't think a Big Twelve team is getting in the playoff. I'm not going to do the can Iowa State get there conversation folks I'm not going to do it we're not going to play that game I'm not ESPN I have enough self-respect to not play the bullshit game I like you Iowa State I'm just not a knock on Iowa State it's simply a it's not going to happen it's not it's not going to happen okay it's not going to happen so even if Oklahoma wins don't care have a good time at the Cotton Bowl probably playing Texas A&M whoever wins the Big 12 that's what's going to happen just roll with that that seems most likely. Maybe it's not. But that sure seems most likely. Let's go look at the latest ESPN bowl projection I want to see. Scrolly, 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 scrolly. Oh, there it is. Oh, now everyone's projecting Florida. So Oklahoma, Florida, or Iowa State, Florida, because Florida shit the bet against LSU this weekend. So, look, fun times. Cotton Bowl, Big 12 winner, facing off against Florida. Sounds good to me. I'm more interested in the other bowl game potentials um because it kind of comes down to what happens with the cheese bowl i gotta remember now the cheese bowl now it's the cheese bowl it used to be the camping world bowl 
uh, it came from one stadium. Uh, the Cheez-It Bowl used to be in Arizona. Now it's moved up, which is weird to me. I almost like it better when the Cheez-It Bowl is kind of a shitty bowl. Not as knock at Cheez-It. It's just it was more fun that way. Um, Texas or Oklahoma State are going to the Cheez-It Bowl. The other one will go to the Texas Bowl. I don't really know where I'm going in this conversation. I think it's just, like I said, this whole episode is just a brain dump. I hope this is someone's first episode to listen to. Be like, you know, I've been here about the 10-12, and now I'm here to listen, and this sucks. They have no train of thought whatsoever. It's been a long weekend, and I have two kids under two. I'm doing excuse great. is not going to keep working. Um, I this is what, entertaining for me. I'm glad. I'm done ranting. I've been talking for way too much of my own show. Uh, we're already at the 37-minute mark, so let's just switch course. We'll talk about bowl games. Uh, when those are official and announced, and we'll have fun with that. In the Sounds meantime, good. let's talk basketball. Yeah. Look, look, Shout real, out quick, real quick, real quick, real oh. quick. Because the other reason I don't want to talk about theoretical bowl games is because as a Kansas fan, I can't imagine what a bowl game is actually like <laughs> until I see them laid out in front of me. So we need to wait until the bowl games are actually there to talk about them. So, Andy, do you want to have the nine guys have announced that they're transferring from Kansas conversation, or would you like to say that for another day? We, we can say that for another day because, cool. to be honest, I'm still trying to figure out if it really matters or is anything that was unexpected. So, Okay. It's not Let's talk day. about how many people need to play in a basketball game. Uh, yeah, oh, Jamie, gosh. why don't yeah. you, you enlighten us with this little piece of information that I think is interesting? So, obviously, like, we're so focused on football, which almost kind of excuses the fact that, okay, some of us are still focused on football, Andy. Uh, kind of excuses the fact that we haven't really dove into, uh, <laughs> some of us weren't over football two months ago. Um, but we haven't really talked about anything COVID related as far as like protocols for basketball, which frankly, for me, since I actually cover a team is kind of inexcusable. Uh, so mm-hmm. Whatever the opposite of a pat on the back is, I'm giving that to myself. Punch uh, in the face? Maybe a sw- I was going to say a swift smack to the back of the head, but... Um, Good slap. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, Big 12, like many conferences, is starting play this month so that they can try and get as many games in as possible, leave more bye weeks going forward, because as we've seen, games are going to get canceled. Games have already been canceled. So... Conference play started for men and women already. On the women's side, there has been a game played where Oklahoma had six players available due to COVID issues, and they still played. Not because they just wanted to fight through it, because the Big 12 says if you have six players available, you have to play. If you're a team that fouls a lot, you might not have six players available for the whole game. They lost Oklahoma women who were picked seventh in the conference lost to Kansas, who was picked a distant 10th in the conference by like two points. I would say if they had more than six players, probably would have won that one. So, I mean, all things considered, especially some teams already have a short bench that's going to make a big impact potentially. I just couldn't believe that it was six players. I yeah, it's maybe kind, seven. It's kind of funny because I think this is a perfect example of what this COVID season is going to do. It is going to save a lot of coaches their jobs because they're going to get results because of things like this. Um, and it's going to be the perfect excuse for teams that underperform, especially if they have COVID issues. Like, this is going to be a weird season, so 
you know, just like we're not seeing as nearly as much turnover as you expect in the football world, you're not going to see nearly as much in the basketball world. This is going to be a season to save a lot of people employment um, just because they're going to have that opportunity. Like specifically for Kansas, like this was a year where the Kansas coach is in, you know, is really on the hot seat because he has not been able to perform anywhere near as well as people expected him to be for the women's team. Um, and so like that win against Oklahoma could potentially end up saving his job uh, coming after this season because of COVID. And, and of course, COVID will have something to do with that as well. So it'll be very, very interesting to kind of see how this plays out for everybody in the conference. But I am imagining this is also going to highly affect a very competitive Big 12 race, um, you know, on, on the men's side, because, you know, honestly, there's probably a good five or six teams that could all be within a game of each other by the end of the season. And if one of those games is goes a certain way because of COVID, like there could be a lot of people that are extremely upset because of that. So with that said, let's talk a little basketball. Um, Jamie. Yes. Do you want to talk about Iowa State's loss to Iowa? Iowa's extremely good. I Iowa mean, Iowa is extremely good. They they won by like fifty three today. So I mean, it is it is. Frankly, we were talk. I've talked to a couple people about it, and whether it may be sad to say, like. I came out of that not feeling terrible because Iowa is really good and Iowa state was still able to show some better things than we've seen in other games. So will this be a banner year for Iowa state? No, but I think we'll probably look better than we looked the first couple games. There's some That's really good. good players and there's seven new players on the team in a COVID year. Like, what do you expect in a, in a normal year? Seven new players is going to be a lot to deal with, let alone when you barely get a preseason. Agreed. Agreed. Congrats, Kansas State. They got their second win of the season, beating Milwaukee 76-75. to um, Kansas State. I would just skip basketball season this year. Men's basketball. I don't know what the women's team is like. I'm sorry. I probably They're should. Decent. Yeah, there you go. So, so pretty good. Right. Yeah. maybe this is a good season, Kansas State fans, to focus on the women's team. And if that doesn't do it for you, maybe just skip ahead to well, – I wouldn't do baseball. You guys aren't good at that. Um, off season recruiting is, is, uh, recruiting early starting day is, is this coming Wednesday? Maybe I I say all, I say all of this. Oh yes. Um, Kansas lost to Fort Hayes. Kansas state lost to Fort Hayes state. Don't put that on Kansas. (laughs) Sorry. Kansas state lost to Fort Hayes state, uh, in a blowout. And it was a blowout. Uh, Fort Hayes state, for those who don't know, is a D2 school. D2 or FCS? I forget which. It doesn't matter. So D2. So not even FCS. We're talking D2. So understand. For those who don't understand, there's, there's FCS. FCS is only football. Oh, is it? Right. Basketball, all so Division one schools. Right. But there's only two divisions, or there's two subdivisions for Division one and football only. Everything else is all Division one. So, Great. so there's D1, like 360 something schools in Division one. Still, like, even within FBS college basketball, there's essentially a second division of teams that are just not ever on par fair so this would be below that so it's not it's not good i'm like who had not won a game yet right against d2 schools i don't want to sit here and rag on kansas state because obviously it's it's tough enough like they're i do i know you do (laughs) i know you do like i I like kansas state like i do I would, I would I like know. more of their fans to listen to our show. We probably don't talk enough about them, and that's why. But, you know, 
give us a reason to do so other than losing to Fort Hayes State, and we will. It's going to be a long year for Kansas State. Honestly, uh, there is a, we've only had one conference game in men's play because Texas and Baylor was supposed to be played on Sunday, and it didn't get to happen. Our next Big 12 men's game, Tuesday, Iowa State and Kansas State, which is a battle of two teams kind of picked to finish toward the bottom of the conference. So it could be an interesting game just to see where both teams are um, against competition of a uh, perceived similar ilk. Um, so I, I actually kind of am interested in that game. It's one of those avoid the bottom of the barrel games, which I don't. It sounds really mean, and I don't mean to be mean. They're just not. They're just not. The two teams just aren't very good this year, and that's okay. Let's put it this way, though. Kansas State, like, if you go out to Ken Palm, who usually does a really good job of, of oh, actually wonderful. putting people into tiers, right? He has Iowa State as the number 78 team, and Kansas State doubles them up as the 156 team. Um, so Kansas State is not a good team this year. And honestly, if this was not a COVID year, there's a very good chance that Bruce Weber would be getting fired at the end of the year. Um, that may actually still happen if they keep having games like that game against Fort Hayes State. Uh, you know, this is kind of the the other swing the other way from when he, you know, made a deep run in the tournament after getting extremely lucky and having Virginia get upset by UMBC. So, um, yeah, this is like kind of karma swinging back the other way, or I guess, you know, balancing the scales going the other direction now, uh, for this particular year. But, you know, even though these are probably the two teams that are projected to finish at the bottom of the conference, this one really shouldn't be a contest because Iowa state is that much better than Kansas state is this year. I hope so. That's wild. That would be. That'd yeah, be it's exciting. it's it's insane. Well, we'll see. It's early. Kansas State fans, if you have another team that you happen to like to cheer for in basketball other than Kansas State, now would be a good time to do so. Now, it's, you know, if you want other teams to have just to enjoy watching to cheer for to have, you know, you have those secondary and third teams. Like everyone has them. If you only have one team, I don't. Uh, that's cool. I don't know. You must not like sports. Like it's more fun to have multiple teams to to cheer for than just one. Anywho, if you do have another team that you would like to cheer for, might I suggest if you haven't yet? Let's say you haven't. This is a better angle. Let's say you haven't had a second team to cheer for. Let me throw some options out for you. Creighton. Creighton's nearby. They're a really good program. They're quite good this year. That's an option for you. Uh, Bucknell. That that'll get under uh, Kansas's skin. Kansas fan skin. They don't like Bucknell. They have a problem with them. Uh, maybe you like uh, Missouri. They're again nearby, former Big 12 team. They they seem pretty good in college basketball this year. They look, they just beat Illinois, which is Illinois is pretty solid. Thank you, Missouri, by the way. Thank you for beating Brad Underwood. Hey, and there you go. They just knocked off Brad Underwood. You know, that guy that you think should, former Kansas State guy that you guys think should be the head coach at Kansas State at this point. There's an option for you. All those schools are available at Home Field Apparel. And that's why I say them, because you can pick a school to cheer for, one of over 100 different schools that are available at homefieldapparel.com right now. Awesome vintage apparel, super comfortable. And as it is cold outside, I'm freezing in my office right now. It's raining. My wife is super excited because she thinks it's going to turn into a snow. I would love to have a nice comfortable hoodie or sweater to wear to keep myself warm. I would like one from Memphis. They've got Memphis. They've got the old Memphis State stuff. I'd like to drink one for Christmas. Um, point of all this to say, they've also got Iowa State. Maybe you want to cheer for Iowa State. Uh, they've also got Baylor. That's an option. Uh, look, I'm sorry, Baylor. I'm trying to be nicer to Baylor. I am. I'm trying to. 
point is, homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2. Get 20% off your first order. It's a really good deal. Now, if you're hoping to get something in time for Christmas, it's a little late. However, if you're just hoping for something for yourself, for the new year, you want to start the new year with something comfortable and awesome that makes other people go, hey, where'd you get that shirt from? Go to homefieldapparel.com. Promo code 1012, 20% off your first order. Be rocking some awesome, comfortable, vintage college sports apparel this basketball season. Philip, I, I feel like that ad read was a direct shot at me because you had to pick all the schools that Kansas fans absolutely hate. You couldn't have gone with, you know, something like Delaware with the blue hens. Those are fantastic mascots there. Or UC Irvine that has Zot. Like, you know, if you want some wacky off the wall, really awesome designs there, you can't go wrong with Zot. He's trying to personalize it. I mean, <laughs> I saw what you were doing. Good way to alienate a bunch of Kansas Are my ad fans. reads getting worse? Or No, like they're just worse, attacking like, me personally more. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I, you know, they say you should talk about what you know, and I know how to attack Andy. So, <laughs> how, I'm just kidding. Uh, no Andy. one attacks me. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure all the Iowa State fans are loving this. I they we have a lot to listen to the show, so that is a thing. Okay, I'm just gonna let's let's do a little behind the curtain stuff. We have a lot of Iowa State fans who listen to the show, and I love it. I love the Iowa State fans. You guys are awesome. It's tons of fun. Um, I love all get, my new friends. Happy to get to get into some shit on Twitter. I know we do. I have some very good West Virginia followers, and we're gonna do a little more West Virginia talk. And and they're really good at college basketball. By the way, props to West Virginia. That's why I keep trying to say, and I keep getting off topic. Huge win over Richmond today. And I know there's going to be like non people who aren't following college basketball, but like, who's Richmond? What is Richmond? What's what's Richmond? School's Richmond. They were currently ranked 19th. They're the Spiders, in case you want to know about schools that have cool mascots that aren't just a bulldog. Very sweet. Definitely. Or a wildcat. Sorry. Meow. Uh, (laughs) Way to go, Jamie. Way to derail this entire thing. <laughs> Anywho, Richmond's quite good. This is Richmond who's been ranked because they were 4-0. They had beaten Kentucky, who's not very good. That win doesn't look as good anymore. The point is, West Virginia, dominant win at home over Richmond. Uh, West Virginia just got that one close loss to Gonzaga. West Virginia's really good. West Virginia is really good. The top of the Big 12 this year, I, I, we're going to say this a lot, and you've got to understand it. The top of this Big 12 is really stinking good. Baylor, stellar. West Virginia, stellar. Andy, I'm going to say this, and I and it's a weird thing to say because it's never true except for that one year with Texas Tech and Kansas State. Not only do I not think Kansas wins the Big 12 this year, I think they're going to be hard-pressed to not finish third. Oh, no, no. I'm, now, I'm on record as thinking that we're going to have three teams that tie for the Big 12. And Kansas and one other team are going to be a game behind. So, like, I'm not that surprised. Like, I think they're going to be mashed right up there at the top. So, yeah. So, I no do want to me. talk with you about Kansas. So, the, look, how do, I, how do I put this? Let's be blunt. I like to be blunt. And we need to wrap this up because this is how we do things. It's just rambling episode. This is the worst episode of the show ever. I, for everyone who's been listening all the way No, here, it's not. You guys are This wonderful. one's been fun. I love all of you. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are all enjoying my just mindless meandering. Um... We want more West Virginia followers, and I want more Kansas listeners. And it's basketball season. So, I mean, I understand Kansas fans are like, why are we going to listen during football season? There's nothing to talk about. No one's going to talk about us unless we they want to make a joke at our expense. 
Explain That's why me. you brought me on the podcast, wasn't it? I, I literally brought you on because I <laughs> it like didn't you work in basketball season. Um, <laughs> let's wrap up on this because I, I don't like when the show hits an hour and we're at 52 minutes. Um, what's Explain to those who don't know why Kansas is so weird this year. I know – I will preface by setting you up with I know that Kansas typically likes to be a team that has dominant big men at least one if not two and it doesn't seem like they have that this year and so it's having to force them to play a different style than they're used to is that accurate and can you elaborate on it yeah so it seems for for those that have been following kansas they have slowly had less and less competent or dominant big men ever since danny manning left the staff Uh, i don't think it's actually correlated i think it's kind of just the way the college basketball is gone um but it is kind of a weird coincidence they this year after having, you know, Yudoka Azubuke, who was by far the best dominant big man last year, especially defensively, uh, have gone down to David McCormick, who has not been able to kind of step into that role. He has struggled both offensively and defensively this year. So they have they are now playing a five-guard guard. I use the term guard loosely because it's really, you know, a smaller power forward. Um, well, really small forwards. But they play five guys that you would normally see playing on the perimeter. Um Jalen Wilson has been by far their best their best five man, and he is at best a small forward. He is definitely not intended to be in there down low, um, but he's been very, very good. They've had a lot of players that you would not expect really kind of take a step up this year and fill those types of roles. David McCormick has gotten going in the last couple games, but it's been against, you know, Nebraska-Omaha. Um, you know, they were expecting to be able to kind of get him going against a team like Tarleton State, but that game didn't happen because of COVID. Uh, so like, this is a very weird season that if Kansas is going to compete with the rest of the top of the big 12, they're going to have to figure out something inside McCormick is going to have to get going in some fashion. And I just don't know how long that's going to take. All right. Nice, short, succinct, very good information. Jamie, I promise we, with football about over, we're going to spend more time on women's basketball because I know that is something that is important to you and it is important to us as well. And I want to make sure that we devote a block of time each week for that. That will not just be stuck at the end so that people can just skip past it and go to the next episode <laughs> because I ain't going to do that. That is just not nice. Uh, well, so, and I'm extremely entertaining. So why would they ever do that anyway? I mean, exactly. we didn't just bring you on here for... Yeah, that's why we brought you on here. I don't have a retort to that. <laughs> I can't say good looks with like a podcast because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and also... You know, I'm married, you're engaged. I don't want this to get awkward. And now it's awkward. So with Good that idea. said, uh, you guys know what to do. Do us a favor. If you are a first-time listener and a long-time listener, uh, we appreciate it. Make sure you are subscribed so you do not miss any of our episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. Of course, leave us five stars. We haven't gotten a rating or a review in a while. Here's the deal. You can leave me a scathing, horrible, mean, I don't like your voice, Philip, review. As long as you leave five stars. That's fine. Like five stars for the show. Uh, horrible comment for Philip. In fact, I'm, I would, I, I'm I would still waiting you. to see that five star I hate Andy review. I just haven't seen one yet. Oh, you know what? We, we don't have the time for this. We're going to have to do it. Uh, we are doing a Secret Santa. We do want a listener to be part of our Secret Santa. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. We will talk about this more later, um, but do follow us on Twitter at 10 to a podcast, T-E in the number 12 of the word podcast. We will talk about it there. We will also talk about it probably as our uh, quote unquote Instagram live this week on Wednesday, which we do every Wednesday at 730 this week. It'll be a little bit of a time because I've got some things to take care of. So 
You can follow us on Twitter at 1012podcast, T-E in the number 12 word podcast. You can follow us on the gram at 1012pod, T-E-N-1-2-P-O-D. Follow my good friends here, Andy Mitz at Andy Mitz 12 that's M-I-T-T-S. And of course, Jamie at J Styes, J-S-T-E-Y-Z. So proud of myself for memorizing those things. I feel like I'm uh, growing up again, having to memorize all of my best friend's phone numbers because that was the thing you had to do, which just aged me, which is fine. So to all of our listeners, thank you very much. Andy and Jamie, thank you as always. And we will back here on Thursday to do I don't know what because there's only one game to pick, which means we only have two picks, but it is National Signing Day starting on Wednesday, so we'll try and do some recruiting. And I'm only saying try because if I promise that, it won't happen. Podcast Network.